What is up, everybody? We are back on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. That's not Clint, but we're he's still got he's got a mustache, so we're gonna let him we're gonna let it ride today. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, I'm not sure if you watched any football over the weekend, Michael, but um, some teams of note struggled. Should we say we didn't get to any of that? on Saturday's episode. We need to talk about Tennessee. We need to talk about Florida. We need to talk about the college football playoff, which we will be in. Uh, that's separate from Tennessee and Florida conversation because that's that there's there's no overlap there. And then yep. uh, maybe a few listener questions. I don't know. We got a lot to talk about today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast coming up right now. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I am Daniel. My co-host, Clint, is not here tonight. But we have the man, the myth, the legend, executive producer, intern, M-Dubs. Welcome to the show. How the heck are you? I'm good. I mean, the Bulldogs just paid out a nice uh, season win total cover for me. Oh, my man. I'm ready for Christmas. Sitting on a fresh stockpile of cash. Today's episode, by the way, brought to you by Upside. Speaking of fresh stockpile of cash, we'll get to that in a second. Speaking of a season win total, we'll also get to bet online in a second. But for right now, Michael, um, we cheer for a winner. That's the thing about us. That's the thing that you and I and so many of our listeners share. Our football team just wins. I'm not sure if you realize it, but it's been... Near 750 days since we've lost an SEC regular season game. Um, Kirby Smart's 34-2 and against the East in the last six years. Some would call that good. Um, and one of those losses was happened several years back to none other than South Carolina. Speaking of South Carolina, hmm. when did I recently see them playing? Have they football? won recently? Have it they? seems like they were hosting a... A team that, see, Tennessee fans, we mm. try to tell you, we don't want to be talking about you right now. That's the thing. No. We're not interested in you. We've never really been interested in you. But, Michael, if there's one thing that we know about Tennessee fans, is that they cannot keep their mouths shut. It, yeah, I, I feel like we should have, we should play a game called What's Your Best Take? From, from the Tennessee fan base after yeah. Saturday. And I'll give you mine. Okay, here uh, we go. My favorite, my personal favorite was someone said, this fan base deserves better nope. than what Josh Heupel is giving us. Nope. No. <laughs> we you sold des- out Akron. We sold des- out the Akron game. <laughs> you, you deserve so much worse. That's the thing about it is Josh Heupel is so much better than you ever deserve um the tennessee fan base all i hear and i hear a lot of it because i live here in tennessee all i hear dubs is that boy we're we're used to this if as a tennessee fan we're always getting 
getting knocked down and we're always having our the the air let out of the balloon well that's because your expectations are consistently ridiculously unrealistic this tennessee team has been fraudulent all year your only win is against a team that almost lost to old miss and texas those are the two the, like alabama isn't good but tennessee hasn't beaten alabama in so long mm. that tennessee fans believe that this team is the second coming of the messiah because they've done something that no other tennessee team since the 90s has been able to do when in reality i mean you got garbage can programs that are that are doing basically what tennessee's doing yeah um, this team's been fraudulent all year long. The problem is the Tennessee fan base's expectations were so ridiculously unrealistic. We've been saying the defense is suspect. We've been saying that the offense is not as good as people are giving it credit for. And lo and behold, on Saturday night, the defense gave up 63 points to Spencer Rattler. I'll say it again. Spencer <laughs> Rattler. That's a lot of points. Michael. And the offense scored seven points in three of the four quarters. So wow. that's not great, if I'm honest. Like, no. if you're a Tennessee fan long-term moving forward, are you more concerned about the fact that you'll never put an offense like this together again and you still are going to go 9-3 and three after Vanderbilt beats you next week? Or are you more concerned that Josh Heupel will never be able to field the defense in his entirety in the entirety of his coaching career? What's your bigger concern? I, I think um, if you're a Tennessee fan, yes, neither of those things will no, occur to okay. you. Okay, okay, yep. yep. You, you are far well more done. concerned that Josh Heupel has lost control of the locker room. Yes, uh, that there's and, an NIL dispute and yes, that these players yes. intentionally lost the game. Correct. That's and my that, favorite take, by the way. And that South Carolina is sanding the field <laughs> prior to the game to slow down your offense. That's what you're concerned about. If yeah, you're they, I don't understand why the SEC hasn't launched a full-scale investigation into the fact that clearly the offensive coordinator of South Carolina was stealing signals or something because he knew every play every that would work against the Tennessee defense. Right. Well, let me... Let me spoil something for you. Every play works against the Tennessee defense. Okay, that's the that's the secret sauce. Um, Tennessee doesn't belong. Thank goodness we avoided them in the playoff because man, we were terrified of them. We were so scared of Tennessee in the playoff. Thank goodness we avoided them. Um, I'll just be honest with you. I was. I was standing up and dancing to Sandstorm in my living room. Something I never thought that I would be doing wow. on Saturday. But that wasn't even my favorite game of Saturday. Wow. Because real sneaky under the radar, something else happened on Saturday. And I want to transition in segment two, Michael, and talk about the Florida Gators. Because while Tennessee fans embarrass themselves by running their mouth, Florida doesn't need its fans to embarrass itself. Florida's football players... They do the embarrassing Correct. things for them. First, want to tell you about Upside. Listen, 
Inflation has got everybody making cutbacks, except M-Dubs. He's sitting on a giant pile of money from that bet that he just cashed. But everybody's cutting back. Maybe you're cutting back on gas. Maybe you're cutting back on groceries. Heck, the Tennessee defense was cutting back on tackling uh, or covering. Or it's it's inflation of South Carolina score and of grocery prices is real. Uh, What you need is upside upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or eats out with upside. You don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every purchase to get started. Download the free upside app. Use the promo code locked and get $5 or more of cash back on your first purchase of $10 next. Claim the offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Uh, check in at the business, pay just like you always do with your credit or debit card, and get free money. Upside users earn more than millions of dollars every single week. Uh, that's why they have such a high rating on the App Store. And so you can download the Upside app for free. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 in cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 in cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more all right m dubs let's transition down to my neck of the woods nashville tennessee i really wish i'd bought a ticket and gone to this game clint because i would have stormed the field i would have been out there with the vanderbilt with the nine vanderbilt students i would have been out there with all baker's dozen of the vanderbilt kids that ran out onto that field god love them um Florida loses 31 to 24 to Vanderbilt. It spoiler alert, it was not that close. They were a 14 and a half point favorites. They lost by seven. It was never that close. Florida had the ball actually with an <laughs> with an opportunity to tie the game at the end. And this is my favorite play of the game that happened. Um Anthony Richardson drops back. First of all, a wide receiver is tackled inbounds, but they stop the clock anyway. Something weird happens. Florida gets off one last play. They snap the ball after the clock has already hit zeros, but it doesn't matter. They let that go. Florida gets one last play. Anthony Richardson drops back for the Hail Mary, and he proceeds to throw it 70 yards past the goalposts. <laughs> like, into... He's, into he's got a lot of arm talent. <laughs> he has so much arm talent. That's the thing. Todd McShay is out there just in a cold sweat watching this kid yep. play because of all the arm talent. Um, how bad is Florida, Michael, and why is it so much fun to watch? It's it's bad. Uh, you know, to your point, th- there are actually players on the Tennessee roster that you you feel good about. You, you like them as people. You think, wow, they're oh, super yeah. talented. You see Hendon Hooker and... Yeah, just your heart goes out to him, right? Yeah, real for sure. You you watch Florida, and it's it's comical. It's it's and if you're a Georgia fan, you think this is the greatest. I mean, second to having Kirby Smart as your head coach. There it is. Watching Florida in this kind of disarray, what what have we done that these stars yeah. have aligned? You know, this team has messed around and hired uh, Jim McElwain. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Let's just take it. Let's just take it to where we're going to take it. This program's messed around and hired Will Muschamp, <laughs> Jim McElwain, Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen, and now they're following that up with the one-time Sun Belt champion Billy Napier, who has taken 
a potential first-round draft pick at quarterback. And he has absolutely decimated this team. Don't, don't be fooled. Florida's roster might not be all that deep because Dan Mullen does not believe in recruiting. He doesn't think it's fair. It's a it's he doesn't enjoy doing it. Well, it's there's a time. There's, there's a, season a time for everything. and a place. There's a time and a place. That's right. Dan Mullen, big in Ecclesiastes. Uh, big fan <laughs> of the Birds, the yes. uh, '60s band. Uh, Dan Mullen doesn't like recruiting, so the roster's not very deep. But the roster is incredibly talented. There's a lot of talent at Florida, and it starts at the quarterback position, but then you go over to the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. The linebacking core is very talented. The defensive line is very talented. The um, uh, the backs are young but talented. The offensive line is talented. Billy Napier is trying to run this program into the ground. I, I hear Florida fans talking about wait till he gets his guys in there. Like, I'm sorry, but Billy Napier's guys are about to flip to a different school. And um, Florida might be... L- listen, Kentucky has just signed Mark Stoops to an eight-year extension. And so that's good news for Florida because Kentucky's going to continue to be exactly what they are for yep. a long time. Which, by the way, you lose to Kirby Smart by 10 points. You sign a multi-million dollar eight-year extension. Because they know your other option is to be an analyst on Kirby Smart's staff. That is correct. So they said, he getting, no, yeah. we're gonna, we lock him they, down. They, they listened to the pod on Friday. They said, yeah. not so fast. Don't sleep on, we're going to keep him right here. You can't have him. Uh, but Tennessee is clearly, Josh Heupel, clearly outclassing Florida right now in the yeah. SEC East. You just lost to Vanderbilt. Shane Beamer and South Carolina are not going anywhere. You're down there with Missouri right now. If you're Florida, this is yeah. that's real life. Missouri and Florida and South Carolina are competing to be the fourth most relevant team in the SEC East, wow. and this is for the foreseeable future. And as a Georgia fan, as you said. Yes, we have Kirby Smart, and we are sitting on top of the college, not just the SEC East Mountain, not just the SEC Mountain, but the college football mountain. We're sitting on top. But to have your arch rival just absolutely in the toilet, you realize what Florida fans must have felt in the 90s when they had Spurrier, and you know we are just out there fielding all kinds of nonsense teams and running them out there, and we're just getting... This is... The heyday of Georgia football that we're living in right now, Dubs, is yeah. whew, it's not to yeah. be understated. And let me say to, to Florida fans, uh, we will be more gracious than you. No, we won't. Never no, mind. No, we will not. <laughs> no, we won't. No. Get ready. Buckle up. Number it's be one, a fun couple of years. You don't deserve it. And number two, we're not better than that. We're just. <laughs> I'll just. Right. I will just say for myself, for Clint, for Michael, for everyone involved, we are. Exactly that. Not better at all. So, Tennessee fans, you deserve this. This is what you've had coming all year. It's not bad karma. It is just a bad team getting exposed by another bad team. Uh, and Florida fans, I just don't, don't, please don't with Billy Napier anymore. Like, it, there's, 
And we got a we got a question from a listener this week. I don't know if we'll get to it today. Um, Clint and I might talk about it tomorrow. We got a question from a listener this week, and I'll just be. Does Billy Napier have two years at Florida left? Or is it less? Are you getting, If I give you two years from today, Billy Napier's employment, over or under? Like, ooh. Taking the under. That's, like, it might be a quick hook. It might be a real, because yeah. I don't know who you're, who you're going to pull in next year. Like, I don't know what the, what the situation at, at quarterback is going to be next year, but um, yikes. It can't be worse than Anthony Richardson, who is who's absolutely abysmal. Let's talk about teams that are relevant, most especially Georgia. And um, uh, Michael, I'd love to get your thoughts. We're gonna do what we uh, are what we kind of are gonna do every Tuesday for the rest of the year. Gonna kind of yep. break down college football playoff rankings come out tonight, and so let's talk about the teams that we expect to see in the college football rankings. A lot happened on Saturday, obviously, and so uh, who might Georgia match up against? How do we feel about those matchups? I'm going to have you rank your desired opponents from most desirable to least desirable. Um, all of that coming up as soon as we tell you about the fine folks over at BetOnline. M-Dub's already said it. They gave us 10 and a half wins for the University of Georgia at the beginning of the season. It was insulting, yes, but we took it. And we bet a lot of money on it at Bet Online. And now we have all that money that we bet, plus a lot more money sitting in our accounts that we are going to frivolously while away at co- during college basketball season. I mean, I'm talking about get loose with this money during college basketball season. <laughs> But if you would like to be more disciplined than us, then Bet Online is the place that we recommend. It's the place that we do all of our online sports betting. I've been with Michael at various places and times and seen him open up the Bet Online on his phone and place wagers that he hopes that his wife will never find out about. Uh, and some of them he wins, and some of them she never finds out about. Many and of them so- <laughs> she never finds out about. But Bet Online is the place to do it. It's safe, it's fast, it's reliable. It's the official betting partner of the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. All of the spreads, over unders, parlays. It's coming up on bowl season. It's the most wonderful time of the year to bet. So get over to Bet Online right now. Enter the promo code Locked On. You get a bonus on your initial deposit. That's free money with which to bet when you set up a new account. Get over there, make a deposit, get some free money, put it on Georgia to win the SEC championship game. Put it on Georgia to win the national championship. Just find a wise investment and make it. Even if it's negative juice, at this point, just take take money when they're willing to give you money. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. All right, Michael, let's talk about Georgia in the college football playoff rankings. Um, first of all, Georgia is the best team in college football. and Easy. And on Saturday, that just became crystal clear. And so there's no doubt not only about what we will be ranked, but about whether or not we are objectively... Now, Georgia's not a perfect team. And people are going to say, which by the way, Georgia fans, don't listen to this. People are going to say, oh, it's a down year in the SEC. You don't have to argue with them. That's true. Who cares? It's a down year in college football. Sure. Who cares? We're not down. We're winning. Nope. And that's all that matters. 
but the trophy looks the same. It just when the when the five star recruits are holding the trophy um, this spring when they're on campus at G Day, it's gonna they're not yep. gonna be thinking about what a down year it was in the SEC. They're not. It's a down year, and you still can't beat us. And you so. couldn't get it done. So yep. that's a shame for you. Let's talk about the teams that have gotten it done: Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. I think there hasn't been any question in my mind about which of just those three teams. I'm going to ask you which of those three teams is the best team. Up until this past week, there hasn't been any question in my mind. Mm-hmm. But now I think I'm starting to maybe not change my mind, but at least consider other options. And so I will ask you, between Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, which is the team that you least want to face in the college football playoff? Uh, I think it's still Ohio State okay. for me the, because of the talent differential in, yeah. in those teams. Uh, because talent, you know, d- no matter what happens, at the end of the day when you're on, on the field with a team with immense talent, magic can happen at any moment. Yeah, uh, And so I, I don't want don't to deal with that. Yeah, I think Travion Henderson's health – has a long way to go, but then you go to Michigan and Blake Corum. If you know if he's out, that team is. Yep. I mean that that team is worse than TCU by a mile. Yep. I think there is something about this TCU team. I think TCU has the best defense of those yep. three teams, and I think TCU has got playmakers at wide receiver, and they have a wild card at quarterback. Now, what other team, Clint or Clint? I saw the mustache and I just blacked out for a second. I just it washed. It's all you over. look at, I know that. It, yeah, I, it washed over me, and you see me just. I'm Excuse me, man. My eyes are up here. <laughs> hypnotized. Um, what other team does do you know that has a good defense, playmakers at receiver, and a bit of a wild card gunslinger mentality at quarterback? I just. TCU has had a lot of close calls this yeah. year. They've had a lot of games that, that, honestly, they've had no business winning, but they did win them. Yep. That's a scary team in the college football playoff to me. It, yep. they, that's a team you have to take seriously. I was going to say a minute ago, so Georgia is the best team in the country, yep. and as importantly, more importantly, Georgia is by far, by a country mile, the best coached team in the country. Yep. But I would say... Maybe the second best coaching job Ooh. this season is Sonny Dykes oh, and that Sonny. TCU staff. And I'll just point no further back than the last 15 seconds of that game this week. I was week. losing my mind. Losing some of us sprinkled. My, yes. Some of us sprinkled a little TCU Moneyline plus 115 or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And losing um, I'm my losing mind. my mind. 15 seconds and there's no timeouts and it's fourth down and to have to have a, a team prepared to yeah. take the field goal unit on the field and execute yeah. in that window, that's that's pretty intimidating. That's uh that's a good coaching job. All right. One loss, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw scenarios at you. Yeah. One loss Michigan versus one loss USC. Who gets into the playoff? That means USC wins its next two games and Michigan obviously loses to Ohio State this week. Yep. Who gets into the playoff? USC or Michigan? Uh, USC. 
Yeah, that's an easy one. One loss, Ohio State, or one loss, USC. Who gets into the playoff? Oh, in this scenario, USC would be the Pac-12 champion, and Ohio State would not be the Big Ten champion. Michigan would be. Is TCU still undefeated in that scenario? TCU and Michigan and Georgia are all undefeated. We're going to assume because Michigan's going to beat, I don't know, Wisconsin or whoever's going to win the Big Ten West. Do they have yeah. a Big Ten West anymore? That's, <laughs> no. I don't know why they feel the, the roster over there. They're all uh, vying for the bottom. We're going to we're gonna assume that all three of those teams have won their games. We're not going to include one loss TCU yet. One loss Ohio State versus one loss USC. I, I think Ohio State still gets in. See, I in think in scenario. this scenario, I think if USC wins its games, it's guaranteed to make the playoff. think so. Because they just beat a ranked team in UCLA on the road at UCLA. They're about to play a team in Notre Dame who's going to be ranked in the top 15 in the college football mm-hmm. playoff rankings tonight. They're, if, the, if they beat that team, that's two wins in a row versus yeah. top 15 teams. And then they're going to play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Game another team that's going to be ranked in the top ten at the time of that game, assuming Oregon doesn't stub its toe against Oregon State this week. That's three straight top fifteen wins mm. to close the season, plus a conference championship. Meanwhile, Ohio State's best win is Notre Dame. USC also mm. beat them. Ohio State's second best win is I'll wait. Penn State? Penn State? <laughs> okay. USC's getting in over them. Fair enough. One loss TCU. TCU loses the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. To who's it going to be? Kansas State? I think that's who it's going to be. Uh, I don't know. It's not defined yet. I think, I yeah, it's not. I, I assume it's going to be Kansas State. Yeah. TCU loses to Kansas State Big 12 championship game. Do they get in over Michigan? Mm. If Michigan loses to Ohio State. Uh I, I think then it comes down to how badly did Michigan lose? If Ohio State looks dominant in that game, then the narrative becomes Michigan played an underwhelming schedule they played all season. Yeah. And and so Ohio State wins by 30. Michigan's exposed. TCU gets in. If it's a last-second field goal, Ohio State ekes out a win. Michigan's still got a good path in. All right. All of this talk, we haven't even mentioned Clemson yet. All of this talk is just to put to bed the narrative being spouted out by your brother and all manner of nonsense people. There is not a scenario. Listen, not a scenario where Alabama makes it into the playoff. There's not one. It doesn't exist. Alabama is not going to make the playoff. Tennessee also not going to make not the playoff. Going. Oregon would make the playoff ahead of both of those teams if they won against Oregon State. And as as a two loss conference champion, they would make the playoff. All right, so I'm going to yep. list the teams that could possibly make the playoff, and we're going to end the show. We're going to rank them most want to play, least want to play. All right, yep. Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, USC, Clemson. Oregon. I'm going to throw in Oregon as the possible sixth team that could make the playoff. All right. Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, USC, Clemson, Oregon. 
who is the best matchup? Who do you most? Who would you most love to see in that round one matchup? Uh, we talking about most likely for Georgia to dominate again? Yes. Or are we talking about okay? Yes. Uh, I think in that case we're probably looking at uh, I'd say Oregon. Just yeah. line up Oregon again. I think yeah. I think I also have Oregon in there, and then I actually think ahead of everyone else is Michigan. I think Michigan is such a fraudulent team. There is no team in the top 10. Tennessee would beat Michigan by 100 points if they played on Saturday. Uh, So I've got them next. Uh, Who do you have moving up the list uh, in terms of least scary opponents on that list? Yeah, I, I would say Clemson after that. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, how much fun. Just think of any of these teams. Yeah. Can we just skip ahead? Yeah. Ohio State is the team you want to see the least. No, yeah. Forget about what I just said about TCU. It's all true. Ohio State's the team you want to see the least. But to be honest with you, there's first of all, I guess there's a random scenario where we see Ohio State at the four seed. There's, there's almost no shot we play Ohio State in the first round. So right. think about Georgia's first round. Like we're going to be out there playing Lincoln Riley and Southern Cal. Yeah. TCU. Like Clemson. These are hilarious matchups. Like, yeah. What are we even going to talk about on the podcast? This is like it. People are going to get mad because they're going to act like I'm being overly arrogant or whatever. But like these teams do not scare me at all. Yeah. Like I was more nervous about the Mississippi State game than I would be about playing Clemson because yep. Mississippi State has a quarterback who is even remotely competent, and that's the difference between them and Clemson. Yep. Like it's there are no scary matchups. Yeah. So we're just gonna buy our tickets to Southern California for early January, and we're gonna. <laughs> Not tell our wives what we're what we're what we're doing with a credit card. It's not a big That's deal. Right. That's right. It's not, it's not a big deal. Don't don't ask questions. Yeah, uh, I've got it handled. Right. Um, here's what I would say. So what what excites me about this particular postseason is Kirby Smart in his tenure at UGA has systematically dismantled every marquee program. Uh, he he has name a program that he lost in his last matchup against a, a kind of a nationally recognized right. premier program. It's really 2019 LSU. And guess right. who we get to face and that, first weekend of December. Yo, and don't think he doesn't remember Kirby. Oh, yeah. Kirby holds grudges. Kirby remembers like he, yep. he is, he's filing it away. Listen, I promise you it's, you're not going to, you, you are not going to, uh, you're not going to slip an opportunity for motivation past Kirby Smart. He's going to use right. it. Georgia Tech beating UNC this past weekend it was the best thing that could have ever happened to Kirby. What a gift. Kirby Smart was just hooping and a hollering when he yeah. saw that score because he yeah. knows that it, he knows all week that's all this team is going to be hearing about. Um, that's right. It's really, I mean, it, it was Alabama for so long for Georgia. Yeah. And now I think if you're a Georgia fan, you have to have a we want Ohio State mentality, don't yeah. you? Like you have to 100%. be thinking this is the only program on that list yeah. 
that Georgia has not just waxed. And I know we haven't played USC, but we did right. play Lincoln Riley in at, at you know in the That's right. in the Rose Bowl, and so it feels like we've played USC. That's uh, right. But you gotta you gotta have a mentality of like Ryan Day, Kirby's coming for you. Like it's oh. it's happening. Like and if it's Georgia, Ohio State, in that in SoFi Stadium, yikes. I mean, book your tickets. Let's yikes. go. Clear, nice. clear out the account. Nice. Get in that stadium. All right, I've got to go make a few phone calls to a few, to a few gentlemen about some investments, and so we're just going to see how we're doing. Um, uh, this has been the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. We will be back tomorrow. We've got lots more to talk about. Georgia Tech is coming up. We've got uh, breakdowns of that game. We've got predictions for that game coming up later this week. All of that getting you ready for a holiday matchup with the Yellow Jackets in Athens. Uh, senior day for Kirby Smart's squad all leading up to the SEC Championship. There's a lot of football left to be played for the Georgia Bulldogs. A lot of people are winding down their podcasts for the season. Um, we are not. We have nope. lots of weeks left of of meaningful football games. And so Tennessee fans, jump on board. We'd love to have you as a bandwagon Georgia fan. If you don't have any real teams to cheer for, it'd be fine. We'll just welcome you with open arms. Um, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thank you, M-Dubs, for filling in. Um, uh, I'll let you know when Clint's officially fired and you can take his job forever. Uh, Sounds great. I think if he if he shaves his mustache, he should automatically be in there. It's claws. an automatic cancellation. Yeah, okay, it's, a, it's an automatic you get canceled. For that. Surely he so wouldn't do that. He, he would never. Do that. He would yeah. never do that. So, all right. I guess we'll find out tomorrow on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Uh, see you.